Hi, I'm Brian. I'm Janet. And we are Distinctive. Distinctive. So we like to do Disney videos as a bunch of Disney nerds that we are. Bunch. Two. Yeah, two bunch of nerds. Uh, And we are dual income, no kids. So our videos are all from the perspective of going to Disney World as adults without children. So uh, we like to open up each episode with what we call our magic word of the day which uh, today's magic word is hotel. So every time you hear the word hotel, take your uh, refreshing adult beverage of choice and salute. That is your cue to have a little bit of magic. So we like to start each episode with a game that today's game is going to be our keep, update, or tear down. So we're going to pick one uh, Walt Disney World resort uh, resort theme park. Or resort theme park. Uh, <laughs> yes. Park, yes, theme park. One and, park from Disney World. Yes. And we're going to give each uh, three rides, and we're going to explain why we want to keep it, update it, and how, and, or tear it down. Me first. All right. So uh, what's the park going to be? All right. We're going to pick the Magic Kingdom Classic. Okay. And let's see here. So. The keep, Disney World. The Disney World. Mm-hmm. Um, keep update or tear down Peter Pan mm-hmm. Splash Mountain mm-hmm. or the Tiki Room mm-hmm. I mean I gotta go definitely keep on Splash Mountain it's my favorite ride at Magic Kingdom for certain it's definitely I think the, the best Themed ride. Everyone's a little bit racist. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there's there's a little racist overtones that they've been slowly removing from it. But um, yeah, the theming is just phenomenal. It really does immerse you in, and it does tell a story. It, uh, you get a you get a complete beginning and the beginning, middle, and end. It's true. And it corresponds to the thrill that you're about to partake on. So definitely keep. Splash Mountain. Uh, I mean, I can't, I can't tear down Peter Pan because it just has, it has a, such a close. You can't tear down Peter meaning, Pan. I know, meaning to me in my heart as a child. So absolutely, have to update it. How do you update Peter Pan? I, it's I a know, classic. I know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to overhaul it completely. I'm, so you're going through, you know, the scene where you're flying over London in your ship, and you see the little model below you. But you're flying through the air, and there's nothing really you're interacting with while you're flying. Um, what I would do is some 3D projection technology, and while your ship goes through that space, you, you're interacting with those projections. And uh, I think it would add to projections of what? Projections of fairies. You know, I mean, I think that would High be five a fairy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. They, just they, five myself. they give you pixie, they sprinkle pixie dust on you, you see it falling on your head. That kind oh, of okay. thing. Okay, that could be okay. cute, I guess. And then tear down Tiki Room. Tiki, 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 Tiki Room. I know the song we keep. <laughs> song we keep, but it's, you know, just tear it down and build a Tiki Bar and keep the song. What about the birds? I mean, the birds really, like, I don't think they, they do. They do click. Click they clicky, clicky, clicky. Yeah, yeah, I mean, get, get rid of it. All right, all right. So you screwed, you really, you really gave me a tough one there. That was tough. 
so I'm going to do... Uh, I'm scared now. You're Maybe scared. A tough ones I'm going to change it up on you're you. You're going to make me murder Tinkerbell or something. No, I'm going to change it up on you. I'm going to do Seven Dwarfs Mind Train. Mind Train. I'm going to do Dumbo. And I'm going to do ooh, uh, Barnstormer. Mm. Mm. That's a tough one. Mind Train, Dumbo, Barnstormer. Um, so I'm going to... I'm going to update Mind Train in a way that's probably actually impossible. So I would update it to make the, the sway part a little better. Right now, you don't really feel that thing where you yeah, go sideways. And that's like the coolest part. Of, well, as far as the ride mechanism, that's yeah. the coolest part. And you don't really get it. So I would figure out a way to get that better uh, or more. And then also, I'd like it to be a little bit longer, the roller coaster part. So I really like the dark ride part. But the roller coaster part it's is too short. So, um, you know, you need like an extra bend or something. I know it's just space, so it's actually an impossible update. But if it's in an impossible. ideal world we could update it, I would update it like that. Um, which means I've got to keep Dumbo. Dumbo's a classic. I love the classic rides. So um, there probably are some improvements that could be made to Dumbo, but. I'm going to just keep it just the way it is. They've already fixed the queue, and that was the worst part about Dumbo before they moved it over to where it is now. So, so that's good. And then that means Barnstormer is a goner. Barnstormer is, he likes it, but, you know, it's, just, mm -hmm. it's a kiddie coaster. It's a fun kiddie coaster, but if you want to talk about short roller coasters, have I got the coaster for you. you just ride that in loop. <laughs> yeah, if you, so if you like Barnstormer, yes. here's a tip. Go late magic hours, yeah. and if you've seen the fireworks before, just blow off the fireworks, and they will just let you run it. You don't like the hardest part of Barnstormer is getting in and out of it yeah. because it's made for children. So once you're in, Good. if there's no one in the queue, they'll just loop it. They don't sure. care. Okay. Um, we've ran it like four or five times in a row before. Um, you know, eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, it can be fun, but uh, for the sake of this game, I'm going to tear it down. All right. So uh, before we get into our main topic today. Uh, we would like to solicit some questions and any comments or feedback you may have. Yes. So if you can do that in the comments below, that'd be great. And we'll try and answer a couple of the questions. If you think we missed out on some you know, key points that you'd like us to talk about, then uh, leave it below. So we'll try and, you know, comment suggestions. We love your our questions, suggestions. We love your comments too, right? But if you just want to yell at us about how we're dead wrong about Dumbo, that's cool, but there's no way to incorporate that into the next video. <laughs> so let's go on to our topic of the day, which is must-dos we don't do. Uh, kind of contrarian, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's these topics that you always hear in all these different vlogs and articles about Disney World. Of These are definitely things you must do while going to planning and doing a Walt Disney World vacation. So we just... Some of them we just don't agree with because we think they're silly. Some of them we don't do because we don't have kids and it just doesn't seem like we need to do them. So without further ado, uh, Janet, go ahead and yeah, introduce so the first topic. The first one is definitely one of these things um, that is probably more for people with kids. And since we don't have kids, we don't do them. And that is rope drop. So if you don't know, rope drop is where you get to the park early 
um, so that you're there right when it opens up and they, as I understand it, drop a literal rope um, and you can um, go directly to a ride. And some people call it the fourth fast pass because you can probably get on a ride that's hard to get on like Space Mountain or Seven Doors Mine Train uh, first thing and therefore you don't really need a fast pass for it later on. Um, we don't have kids and I treasure my beauty sleep. So I don't get up at 6.30 in the morning on my vacation. I just straight up don't. So we don't do rope drop because most of the parks will open, you know, 8, 8.30, something like that, depending on the day. So um, we're, we're not big on getting there early. Um, and that's partially because we stay later also. So we'll tend to get, you know, there 9.30, 10 o'clock, but we'll stay into the evening past dinner time. Um, so there's not a hurry, right? We have plenty of time in our day to do all the things we want to do. And if you have to wait in a 45 minute queue, it's not really that big a deal for us. So we just don't do a rope drop. We don't like the crowds. We don't like getting up early. It's just not for us. And since we don't have little kids who are going to wake up at the crack of dawn, whether we want them want to or not, then there's no reason for us to get up early. I mean, I've, I've heard of an hour that's called six, in the morning yeah they've got um, one in the morning they too. got one okay but um yeah corollary to this is essentially you know arrive early leave early in order for the crowds and we're just the antithesis of that we arrive late and we stay late as <laughs> not having children that's really the best option for you because typically we see the kids traffic they start especially the younger ones they get really tired as the night wears on especially extra magic hours for magic kingdom it goes to two Right. Sometimes, and yeah. Yeah, sometimes. So these kids get usually pooped at 11, you know, sometimes earlier than that. So, the so crowds, you can get your fourth fast yeah, pass at one in the morning. Absolutely. There's no problem with that. So, so yeah, we don't do rope drop. Tip on that one, though, if you're going to sleep in a little bit, make sure that you get that I'm still napping, do not disturb sign on your door because the maids and other housekeepers oh. at most of the Disney hotels and even the Disney area hotels they know that most people get up early and go to the park right away. So if you want your beauty rest, you got to make sure that sign's out there. So otherwise, they'll be knocking on your door at 8, 8.30 in the morning because most everybody's yes. out by then. That's a good, good, good point there. All right. So number two is kind of a good transition to talking about midday hotel breaks. So this is something we see a lot of times are recommended, especially for children. It makes perfect sense. You know, kids are going to get tired, you know, they're going to try and do everything. They run out of energy. The best thing to do is take a little break and, you know, they need a nap. So you really need to go back to your hotel. We don't do this because it doesn't make sense. We can, you know, space out our energy appropriately. And this way we don't have to waste that time going all the way back to a hotel, which takes about an hour round trip to do. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so we we do kind of take the midday break. It gets hot. You can get tired. Um, it helps that we don't get there right at rope drop. So, you know, we've maybe only been there two, three hours come noonish or early afternoon. Um, so, yeah, we're kind of we're working on a little more leisurely schedule over the course of the day than people with kids might be doing. Um, and we don't have the exhaustion of corralling small children all day long. Um, and then also, uh, we kind of we will take a break, but we'll take a break in a more adult kind of way. So, for example, we get on the monorail loop, head over to the Polynesian, enjoy the tiki bar, have lunch, chill out in the lobby there for a bit, that sort of thing. Um, 
but not actually going all the way back to the hotel unless we happen to be staying in the Polynesian, I guess. But even then, we might not go back to the room. We'll just go and relax um, somewhere. Uh, even if, if you're in Epcot, you know, go watch the movie in France, spend 20 minutes in the dark in the air conditioning and just chill out and take a little breather. Um, so we, we kind of do take a break, but not in the traditional go back to the hotel and take a nap kind of way. Absolutely. So, uh, All right, so um, another one, which is kind of related to that, is we don't always stay on property. So one of these must-dos is you should stay on property, right? You get the extra magic hours, you get free transit, um, and you get these other benefits. You can park your car for free at the park if you happen to be staying at a, at a Disney World resort. Um, resort hotel? <laughs> um, but <laughs> the... Uh, uh, the benefit of staying at the resort hotels is not always uh, the is not always cracked up to be. So one of the things that we really like to do is stay at what they call the good neighbor hotels. Those ones that are right in the Disney Springs area. There's there's a couple Hiltons there. I think there's a Marriott there. Um, so these are hotels that you get a lot of those benefits. They have the extra magic hours if you're staying there. Um, they usually have a shuttle that'll run. Um, you know, pretty frequently, like every half an hour in the mornings and the evenings um, to get you back and forth to your hotel. So again, if you're not taking that midday break, you don't necessarily have to get all the way back to your hotel. So it can be nice to have that space um, where maybe the hotel is a little bit more updated. Um, it's a little less highly themed, although some of the Disney uh, hotels are becoming less themed anyhow. So you're giving up a little bit of theming and you're giving up some of those smaller perks. Um, we're annual pass holders, so we get free parking at the parks with that. So we don't need that perk. Um, so we just we don't take advantage of the Disney resort perks as much, the on property perks, as much as maybe someone else might do. If you're traveling from far away, you may find more value in it. But we don't find the value. We'd rather have a little larger room, a little more updated space. Um, and we're not huge on the theming within the hotel room itself. So uh, it's not that much of a sacrifice for us. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, we love the Disney Springs area. So being in a Disney Springs Resort uh, hotel gives us the ability to simply just walk into Disney Springs. And we find ourselves often, you know, doing a, a nightcap at Disney Springs as adults. You know, it's getting a better place to be for adults, more adult friendly. Uh, so there are nice places to go to and drink, uh, both outdoors and indoors. Edison. And just hang out. The Edison has tapas till like yeah. one in the morning. Yeah. So I, even Amori um, Motors is open on the weekends, the one in the morning. So there's a lot of places open late. So it's a nice place to finish your evening and then just simply walk back to your hotel. Um, it's something you wouldn't normally do if you were staying at a Disney Resort hotel on property. That's not, you know... Oh, what's the nearest one? Um, to what? To, uh, to Disney Springs down from Saratoga. Saratoga. So if you're not staying at Saratoga or Key West, Old Key West, you're pretty much not going to go to Disney Springs after you're all day long at the park. When you just took a bus directly to your hotel, you're probably not going to then come back, get on another bus, and go to Disney Springs. So there's so much to do at Disney Springs for adults that it's almost an advantage to be at Disney Springs Resort because it gives you that option that you wouldn't normally take. Yeah, so if we're, so that's kind of an intermediary, right? You have on property, which are the Disney hotels. You've got these good neighbor hotels, which are the Disney Springs area. You've got Swan Dolphin, 
we like Swan Dolphin. Don't forget about that. Um, and then there are other hotels that are, you know, off, off property. Um, and we don't stay at those as much unless we happen to have driven our own car, or have a rental car. Um, but for the most part, um, if you're not staying on property, that Disney Springs area is great. Yeah. Uh, and it's not that we don't stay on property. We do. It's just not a must do. Yes. We don't do it all the time. All right. What's next? Look. Next one is waiting for parades. Uh, we know the, the must-do recommendation is get there 30 minutes before the parade starts to get a good viewing spot. Um, that's more important with little humans. We call <laughs> kids. I think they're called kids. Um, yes, it's important for them to have an unobstructed view. But as adults, we can see pretty clearly being tall, taller human beings in the back. So yeah, and we're not super tall. Yeah. We're we're average height. We're average height. But the parade routes are so are usually so long that there's always going to be a spot to view at, you know, 10 minutes before the parade starts. That's only maybe one or two person deep uh, inside of your view. And so just strategically position yourself where you don't have someone putting their kids on their shoulders and you're pretty much you're good, which yeah. I, I think rather than spending your time, you know, killing an extra, you know, 20 minutes and waiting for the parade, this is a good option for you. You don't have kids. Yeah. So the exception to this is if you have a big group that you're trying to keep together, right? So if you've got six, eight people who are your group, um, maybe you're there for a bachelor party or something. I don't know why you'd be watching the parade if you're there for a bachelor party, but maybe you are. Um, you might want to get there a little bit earlier because it can be hard to find kind of a, a large yeah. space, right? But if you're two, maybe even four adults who don't mind being one or two rows back on the parade route and you don't have mobility issues where you need to be seated in any way, um, you can probably find a spot five to 10 minutes before the parade starts without much issue. Um, sometimes being in the back can even be better because like on Main Street, the shops will cast a shadow on part of the street. Um, so if you're on that half part of the street, you mm -hmm. can kind of be underneath that shade a little bit um, with the trade-off that you're, you know, a couple people back. But again, if you're taller than most of and the mini humans um, up front, then you're good. And you're ginger and you appreciate shade. Yes, I the gingers do. like the shade. Yeah. He uh, spontaneously combusts if I leave yeah, him I out do. in the sun too long. I do. Uh, I, and, and one other tip, if you're going to see the Friendship Fair uh, uh, parade at Magic Kingdom, and one of the big floats that everybody likes seeing is the dragon float. <laughs> it's fuse fire. Um, but in Disneyland, it might take your head off. So yeah. be careful. If you haven't seen that video, go uh, Google Google what? Um, don't Google. Don't tell. Don't me. don't Google. Don't Google. Um, so dragon so yeah, fire. All the, all the floats are pre-configured, pre-programmed. They do everything in synchronous timing at the location where they're supposed to. So if you want to see the fire, that the dragon actually you know, spew the fire, a good spot's right at the bend of where the um, the train station is on that sure. loop. That's a perfect timing of where, you know, fire actually comes out. If you go a little bit before, a little bit after, you're not going to have a great view of it, of the fire coming out. It's pretty impressive, large fireball. Yeah, yeah again, um, two, three rows back. Google it. It's safer. I'm just saying. It's safer, just in case. Uh, <laughs> next one. Um, so next one is to tour left. 
or to tour right or to tour back to front. You'll get various versions clockwise, of this, right? Clockwise, counterclockwise. It kind of depends on what you're reading, what they say is the must do. But generally the idea here is, oh, go in the opposite direction from the way that all the crowds go. And then you'll have less crowds and fewer wait times for your ride that you want to go on because you're going the opposite direction of everybody else. Myth, myth, myth. <laughs> So. Exactly. So there is no opposite direction from everybody else. Everybody else on any given day is a lot of people. So you're going to have a bit of a wait, even if you go the opposite direction. Therefore, it makes more sense to just have a plan. Try and optimize your walking, right? So don't make a fast pass for something on one side of the park. And then 30 minutes after that, you have a fast pass for something on the other side of the park, because then you're going to be crossing the whole park back and forth the whole time. But um, within reason, right? Just pick a direction and go with that direction. You're going to be fine, right? If you have a particular ride that you're super excited to get, get a dang fast pass for it. And then you don't have to stress it. You know, the idea of trying to beat the crowds and that goes with the rope drop too. Yes. Rope drop can help you a little bit because the crowds haven't built up yet. And the ride has a certain rider capacity. But beyond that, you're not getting any help going away from the crowds. Um, so just, pick your direction and try and stick with that direction um, to the best of your ability and you'll have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so next one. And is... that goes for all the parks, right? So sometimes you'll hear, oh, go right in Magic Kingdom and go oh, left yeah. in Epcot. No, just pick one. You're fine. Yeah, it really, it really doesn't matter which direction you go. It's the crowds are always there and they're constant. Uh, quick quiz. Would you prefer the prices to go up and have less crowds or keep the prices where it's same and maintain crowd consistency? I, I don't mind the crowds, actually. So the crowds, they, um, they do a good job for the most part of kind of buffering themselves, right? So you have some people who are really into one thing and some people who are really into another thing, and it tends to kind of even out. So you have people everywhere, mm -hmm. but you don't have a crush of people except at very select things, right? Mm -hmm. So like Flight of Passage pops yep. to mind. Um, Toy Story Land just opened. So that's another one that, but I mean, I heard that like on the second or third day, yeah. it was only like 40 minute wait for yeah. Slinky Dog. So, um, you know, don't, don't be crazy. As long as, you know, and that's another reason we don't do rope drop because yeah. that's when you're going to get the most crowds. You're going to feel the crowd in the morning because everyone is in the same place. Midday, people are spread out. Some people are at the hotel. Some people are riding Space Mountain. Some people are riding Splash Mountain and it's, it's even. Yeah. Um, if you don't like people, I just, don't think the prices need to go up anymore. Yeah. They're just pricing people out yeah, at this if, point. If you don't like people, just don't go to Disney World. It's not for you. It's okay. It's okay. All right. So next one, um, we have um, making making advanced dining reservations super duper early. You can make advanced dining reservations up to 180 days in advance. <laughs> And there's absolutely zero reason for you to do this other than, hey, I got this. I want to put it on Facebook and let everyone know that I got this great reservation. Except for there's only one that I would say that this is important to do really, really super duper early. And that's Cinderella's Royal, Royal Table. Table. But we don't have kids. So we don't really care about <laughs> Cinderella's Royal Table. And so typically what we do is for any uh, you know, Walt Disney World vacation, we will pick one or two restaurants that we absolutely definitely want to do this trip because maybe we haven't done it recently or it's brand new. And we will make those reservations out, you know, when essentially making fast passes. Yeah. So I do most of the planning. I usually take an afternoon. 
I kind of pick out which parks we're going to be in on any given day um, based on our hotel and everything else. I kind of make out a rough schedule. I think we're going to be here in the afternoon for this day and we're going to be there in the morning for that day. And if there's stuff that we're really interested in getting, um, fast passes slash ADRs, I go ahead and I try and snap up what I can at that point that I'm doing the fast pass reservation. So it'll be a 30 days in advance if we're not staying on property um, or 60 days in advance if we are staying on property. So that is one argument for staying on property, going back to one of the previous ones. If there's um, fast pass reservations that you're really, really like my vacation will be ruined if I can't get it, then that's one of the few real benefits of staying on property is you get that 60 day mark rather than 30 day. Um, but for ADRs, I don't think I've ever had a problem eventually getting the ADR I want. So even if that dining reservation wasn't available when I first looked, mm -hmm. if I check back two, three times over the build up to our vacation, lead up to our vacation, I usually can get one. Um, now, keep in mind, I'm being very flexible with our dining times. So because we don't have kids, because we're not set to a routine that we're trying to keep our small ones on, um, you know, we can have dinner at 5.45 or 8.30. Doesn't really make any difference for us. So I can usually find a, a dining reservation that works um, within our rough schedule that we have built out. Um, and a lot of the time you can call day of and get reservations that people cancel last minute. So that's a good tip. Um, they won't always pop up on the app, but if you actually call the phone number, I know it's like I old know. school to do that nowadays. But if you actually call the Disney phone number, a lot of the time they can um, they can get you dining reservations that aren't necessarily on the app. Yeah, and, and that's simply for one secret reason. Uh, they actually hold a very small percentage of tables, especially for their more you know higher volume restaurants, uh, like La Cellier, for instance, uh, that has a lot of volume going through. They hold a certain percentage of them for not just same day, but they actually hold a smaller percentage for those higher end clientele. And yeah, those are so, the people that are doing like booking private tours, kind of spending lots of money or doing the uh, concierge floors on some of the, the resort properties. So they hold those up to a point. Um, but so if you call them and they're like, oh, we don't really don't need this. We don't have a demand for it. They might release a, a table that's, that they're holding that for, for you. Also going uh, and, and that's especially for like the signature dining, yeah, signature they'll dining. hold those, yeah. right? So like yeah. if you're trying to get into um, particularly any of the ones in the resorts, even if it seems really like it would be tricky to get, I'm trying to think like, um, like Yachtsman Steakhouse, for example, yeah. it can sometimes be tricky. Um, you can you can often get that day off by calling because they'll hold it thinking oh maybe someone she, she wants to go get steak tonight and if they don't then they'll let you go have steak that night um the other one that you probably do want to try and do 100 days out if you can is if you want to do victoria and alberts that's another oh, yeah, one yeah. that you really have to get yeah, it early absolutely. but and remember that uh whether people actually cancel or change their reservations I believe it's within 20 minutes after the reservation, it auto cancels on them. So that releases the table. So if you happen to either be in the app or be at, physically at the restaurant, there's a chance you might be able to get in as long as you're flexible. Yeah, we've done some walk-ins before. Yeah. So it, it's definitely possible. Um, when it comes to restaurants in general, um, I find that timing is very important. Obviously there's the typical dining time. If you're okay with eating early or eating late, uh, which we typically do, uh, uh, usually one or the other, based off of our plan for the day. 
uh, you're not going to have any problems. So there's really no reason. If you book these early, yes, you can change them, but you can't change them day of. Once they're locked in within the 24-hour window, you have to pay that, what is it, $10 or whatever? You, you can. Can. They'll let you change them, but again, you have, you to, have call. to call. You can't do, do it on the app. It's not as easy yeah. anymore. So, I mean, you kind of lock yourself. You probably forgot when you planned it. You let it go, and then you're there, and you're, like, you're locked <laughs> in, and it conflicts with the fast pass you got same day that you really want to take, and you're like, oh, man, what am I going to do? That's why we don't do it. It's just better to be flexible. Yeah, so we probably make them at least a week out if we can, but definitely not that 180 days. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so uh, we hope you enjoyed this um this topic of uh, the must-dos that we don't do. And we like to sign off each episode with a quote from the man himself, Walt Disney. And today's quote is, Laughter is timeless. Imagination has no age. Dreams are forever. Thank you for watching. Send us questions if you have them in the comments down below. I'm Janet. I'm Brian. And we, we are, are Distinctive. distinctive.